Welcome to the Alcohol Freedom Podcast, where we are bringing you a modern and judgment-free conversation about how we relate to our drinking habits. I'm Michelle Kapler, and you've got episode 24. Hi, friend. Thanks for being here. If we haven't met yet, I'm Michelle Kapler, and I've been where you are. I used to drink a lot. There were periods of time when I was drinking every single night. And it wasn't just a glass or two. I was drinking at least half a bottle of wine every night, if not more than that. In fact, usually it was closer to a bottle every night, if we're being honest. Drinking was on my mind all the time. If I wasn't actually drinking, if I wasn't actually putting the alcohol into a glass and ingesting it, I was hungover, I was recovering from drinking, or I was beating myself up for drinking, or I was questioning everything surrounding my drinking. Why can't I drink like a normal person? What's wrong with me? Am I an alcoholic? Why can't I have just one glass and be done with it? Why don't my friends drink like this? Does my husband notice how much I drink? Does he think I have a problem? And how am I going to get out of this? And then the planning would begin. It would sound like, okay, I'm going to take tonight off. Or I'm going to have just one tonight. Or I'm going to have a glass of water between drinks. For every drink that I have, I'm also going to have a drink of water. Or I'm going to drink just the same amount that my friend does who doesn't have a drinking problem, and I will just match whatever they drink. And the same thing would happen every time. I would do exactly the same thing that I did every other night, and I would drink more than I planned, and the cycle would start over again. And if you had told me at the time that two years later, I would be a non-drinker, and I was living this life where I almost never thought about alcohol, I would have been completely dumbfounded. I just wouldn't have believed you because I had no idea where to even begin. It seemed like everything I tried, every approach I took, every technique I leaned into just resulted in making the problem worse. And I didn't feel like it was, quote, bad enough to need treatment or medical attention. I was actually highly functional. My life was pretty put together. I had a highly successful career and a beautiful family. I didn't identify as an alcoholic. I couldn't see myself walking that path. I wasn't interested in admitting my powerlessness and diagnosing myself with a disease that I'd have to battle with for the rest of my life. None of that made sense for me. And at the same time, I had no idea what to do because no one else was out there talking about this kind of relationship with alcohol, where it's not quite bad enough for your kids to be taken away or your family to stage interventions. In fact, after I quit drinking and I started talking about it more publicly, I had so many friends and family members remark that they had no idea that I was struggling. They had no idea what was going on, and they were shocked to find out that I felt that I had a drinking problem. So, because no one was really talking about this gray area in between these extreme options of being an alcoholic with a disease or a normal person who can drink with ease and pleasure and have a healthy relationship to alcohol, because no one was out there talking about it from a perspective that I could identify with, I felt really alone. And I had no idea how to get started. I didn't know what to do. And that's what I want to talk about today. 
in preparing for this podcast episode, I took some time to reflect on when it became clear to me that my drinking was problematic. And I realized that I've been thinking about it for 10 years before I actually stopped drinking. I remember clearly the first time I actually said it out loud, the words actually came out of my mouth. I was with a long-term partner, a different person than my husband now, and I remember saying to him, I think maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't think I was directly asking for help. I was simply wanting him to weigh in on what he thought about my drinking or maybe validate some of my concerns. And he said, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. And that was the end of it. I think he was trying to comfort me. I sincerely think he was doing his best, but that's as far as it went in that conversation. And from there, it was always at least in the back of my mind, if not in the forefront. And it came with a whole lot of self-judgment and shame, but also the knowing that it was something that I needed to pay attention to. And I did. I paid attention to it and worried about it and experienced anxiety around it for 10 years because I thought I was just some anomaly that didn't fit into either category, which were complete normalcy or full-blown alcoholic. When I reflect on my process for creating a different relationship with alcohol, for creating what I have now, which is an alcohol-free life, there were many pieces that contributed to my success in doing this. There wasn't a clear path that I took. It was kind of windy. And if you want to hear more about that path in detail, you're going to check out episode two, where I talk about my full story. And I'll make sure I put it in the show notes so you can find it easily. But I do remember what tipped the scale for me. The thing that took me from spinning in the cycles that perpetuated my habit to actually doing the work. And that's what I want to talk about today. When I talk about this, I think many people think, that's it. It's just way too simple. But I want you to imagine the possibility that maybe it can be simple. Maybe this part doesn't have to be complicated and burdensome. In my experience, I remember having a lot of fear around getting started, around starting to do the thing. And I think this may have come from what we see in the media and movies when alcoholism is depicted, or when people who use 12-step programs talk about their experiences as alcoholics. It was always described as this terrible white-knuckling experience. It was always described as this unrelenting grind that somebody was burdened to experience for the rest of their life. It always seemed to me like it would be a complete shock to the system where one day you were just living your normal life and then the next day you declare that you're an alcoholic and you have to give it up completely and begin this lifelong battle fraught with willpower. And it was a terrifying prospect for me that you just had to jump in whole hog and suffer. And I want to acknowledge that for some, this absolutely is their experience. I don't want to invalidate that it is like that for some folks. 12-step programs are life-saving and a very important step for a lot of people who struggle with addiction. And if this seems like the right path for you, I wholeheartedly encourage you to go down that path. At the same time, I want to be a person in your life that tells you that it doesn't necessarily have to be like this. I want to be a person in your life that tells a story of a different way of doing it. When I think about my journey with alcohol and the struggle I went through, 
there is suffering, but the overwhelming majority of my suffering happened while I was still drinking. For me, changing my relationship with alcohol, the part where I actually stopped putting alcohol into a glass and ingesting it, that part to me now actually feels like relief. And what I want to tell you today about getting started and what might be the first step to that is to simply find other people who are talking about doing what you want to do in a way that makes sense to you, even if they are only a few steps ahead of you. Find people who are talking about it in a way that makes you feel relief or maybe even inspiration and just hang out with them for a while, whether it's on a podcast or in real life or finding people on social media, they're out there and you just want to hang out with them for a bit. And that's really the ultimate place to start in my opinion. I'll tell you about my first experience feeling relief in my body when I heard someone talk about it. I was listening to Melissa Urban's podcast called Do The Thing and I'll put this episode in the show notes for you too. I was a devoted weekly listener. I used to be a huge fan of the Whole30, and I still am in some ways. And she had Holly Whitaker as a guest on her podcast. It was a 30-minute episode, and I just loved Holly's story. I felt like I was listening to someone talk who I could actually identify with. I felt like her story was similar to mine in a lot of ways. In this episode, she talks about finding your way in in relation to changing your drinking habits. For her, the idea of identifying as an alcoholic was not particularly helpful, but it was actually a potential mental health diagnosis that turned the tide for her. And hearing that opened up everything for me, that it was possible to do it in a different way than becoming an alcoholic, that people are allowed to think about it from an alternative perspective other than a 12-step program. I listened to that podcast about 10 times on repeat, and it started to open the door of possibility for me. And I didn't actually stop drinking for almost another year after I listened to that episode for the first time, but it opened my mind to the possibility that I wasn't alone and that there are other people out there like me and that finding them and listening to them and learning from them might be the key to changing everything. Now that I'm nearly two years into my alcohol-free life, I'm able to look back on everything from a place of not being in acute suffering and pain, and I've been in that place for some time now. I'm not in it like I used to be. I remember when I was in the worst of it while I was still drinking, and I knew that something needed to change, but I still had no idea how to do it. And I thought that the very worst part of it all would be taking the plunge and not drinking anymore. I thought that that would be the hardest step out of all of this to finally make a permanent change and then actually do it. But now that I've done that thing, I realize that the hardest part of all of this, the most painful time in my journey was actually when I was still drinking and experiencing all kinds of hopelessness and all kinds of regret and guilt and shame so much beating myself up, so many questions unanswered. And when I reflect on all of it, I see that it was 10 years from the time that I realized I had a problem to the time that I actually made a permanent change. 
It was this winding process with lots of stops and starts, many tools, many players. And it was anything but black and white, where one day I all of a sudden realized I was an alcoholic and then just stopped drinking forever. It was not like that for me. So I want to invite you to consider that maybe you have already started. That even if you're still drinking, even if you're not liking the results that you're getting, you are already taking steps towards finding the answer to this. And what that might look like individually for you might be something that you discover very soon. Just by listening to this podcast episode, you have taken a step toward greater awareness. You have given yourself the opportunity to think about it in a different way. You have considered the possibility that maybe when you look back at this down the road, that you might discover that you're already in the stages of doing what you need to do to change your relationship with your drinking. And maybe the worst part isn't discontinuing your habit of putting alcohol in a glass and drinking it. Maybe you're already in the hardest part. Maybe feeling stuck and not knowing how to change is actually the hardest stage of all this for you. It just might be. In my case, that's absolutely how I see it. And it's not to say that I just stopped drinking and my life magically changed and I no longer felt discomfort or strong desire or deprivation or resentment or self-doubt or any of those very normal human things that we feel along this path. I felt all of those things and still feel them sometimes. And they're painful and they're super real. But that was nothing compared to the suffering I felt when I wondered if something was terribly wrong with me and I thought that no other human had these tendencies or habits when I had no idea what to do because I felt that there was no good option for me out there. And then I found others who were like me and I gave myself permission to think that I was allowed to do this in my own way. And that changed everything for me. How did this episode sit with you? Are you someone who would like to quit drinking or cut way back and only drink the amount that you want to when you want to? If this is you and you're ready to make a change, let's talk. I want to tell you all about my 12-week program where I help you do exactly that. I guarantee that by the end of the 12 weeks, you'll have a very different relationship with your drinking. You're going to head to michellecapler.com or click the link in the show notes to book your free 60-minute virtual consult today so you can tell me about you and I'll tell you all about how I can help you with your drinking. That's going to be it for me this week. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my friend.